Welcome to First Importance, featuring the preaching and teaching ministries of First Baptist Church, West Memphis. In John Bunyan's literary masterpiece, A Pilgrim's Progress, the author records that he is uh, walking through this world when he decides that he's going to lay down and take a nap. And when this author lays down to take a nap, he has a dream. And in his dream, he observes a man by the name of Christian. When he sees Christian, and when he first meets him, Christian is dressed in tattered and dirty and filthy rags. And he has on his back a great, a large, a heavy burden that is weighing him down. He observes Christian. And as Christian is walking through the fields of this world, he is mourning, he is wailing, because he is certain, he has become certain in his heart that the world is about to come underneath judgment. And as the author observes this man, Christian, he is is in the middle of a field one day, and, and he wants to just break forth and run, but he does not know which direction to run in. He is convinced that the world is going to be judged in fire, and, but, but he has no idea where to run. And so he just begins to wail and to cry and to mourn even louder. When in the distance, Christian observes a man walking toward him. The man's name is Evangelist. And Evangelist says to Christian, why are you crying and why are you mourning? And Christian says to him, I I am convinced that the world is about to come to an end, that I will die, and then after that, I will face the judgment. And he looks to Evangelist and he says, I find that I am unwilling to do the first, that is to die, and I am unable to stand before the second, and I don't know what to do. Evangelist looks at Christian and he says, seeing him in his tattered clothes and seeing him wailing and mourning, He says, do you see that that gate far off in the distance over there? Christian says, I I can't see it. What about the light just right over the distance? He says, "I, I I think I can see it. And Evangelist says to him, at that light, at the peak of that light, you will find a door. It's a door that if you knock, you will enter into and you will have salvation. And then John Bunyan the author of this book, records these words. He says, And I saw in my dream that the man began to run. I saw in my dream that the man began to run. Last week we looked at desiring God, thirsting. As we look at that drop of water up there, we are reminded that we are to be people who thirst after God. That is, we are to desire Him. We are to want Him. But thirsting means absolutely nothing if we don't come to the next one, which is seeking. So my question to you today is, are you seeking God? Are you pursuing Him? Is he the one that you are running toward? As we uh, observe just in, in this illustration of Christian, when he finds out what way, uh, uh, which way is salvation, he takes off and he runs. And my question to you today is, are you running? Or has this life 
bogged you down and have you become distracted and are you content in meandering in a world that is to come to an end? Are you running toward the Lord? Are you seeking him? Are you pursuing him? Today, we will have various passages that we will look at today. I take a departure from what I normally do, and we're going to look at several passages throughout Scripture as we look at this idea of, of, of pursuing God. And I want to spend just the first few moments with uh, uh, just an effort to plead for you to pursue. Pleading for pursuit. If you're taking notes, that's our, our first point today. Can I plead with you? Can I beg you to pursue God? Everyone on this earth is seeking after something. In a way, your obituary will kind of describe some of your life's pursuits. In your obituary, you may read of family members. Uh, the pursuit in your life that you spent with them, or maybe you'll speak of a business that you owned or a job that you worked at or a church that you were a member of. Everyone is seeking something. Really, I suggest to you that everyone is seeking themselves, looking for pleasure, looking for satisfaction in their lives when there is none in this world to be found. So can I plead with you, since there has been a thirst put in your heart, a, a desire that no satisfaction on this earth can satisfy, no, no, nothing on this earth can satisfy, can I plead with you to pursue God? Can I plead with you, church, to seek after God? You were created for this purpose. Did you know that? As I plead with you to pursue, did you know that you were created to seek God? Paul, in the book of Acts, in chapter 17, in verses 24 through 27, Paul is preaching and sharing the gospel to some people in Athens, a very religious culture. If your mind goes back to the, your school days when you studied of Greece and ancient Athens, a very religious group of people who worshipped many, many different gods, and none of them the one true God. And Paul stands before them, and he begins to preach. And he says, The God who made the world and everything in it being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind, mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of, every, of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling places that they should seek God. You were created to seek God. God. Church, let me tell you something. Folks who aren't normally here in our services, I want you to know, regardless of any of that, you were created to seek God. And you've not found satisfaction in any of the pursuits of this life. No high has not come without uh, falling down. And, and, and no hangover has lasted forever. And, and nothing that you've invested in in this life is going to completely satisfy you. Can I encourage you to seek God? Can you seek God this week? Can you pursue him? Do you desire to pursue God, to run after him? You were created for this purpose. Not only were you created for the pur this purpose, but you were commanded to do it. Christians, I can say this especially to you. Those of you who love God, who have repented of your sins and confessed Jesus as Lord, those of you who are born again and have citizenship in heaven, you are commanded to seek God's face. 
not in a, a, a passive kind of way, but in an active way. David in Psalm chapter 27 in verse 8 says, You have said to me, seek my face, and I say to you, Lord, your face do I seek. I have a question for you. Are you seeking God? Are you seeking him this week, this past week? Could it be defined by your pursuit after God? Or perhaps, has your life been characterized by a constant pursuit of self that leaves you with nothing? Emptiness. Joy that has a leaky bottom that that, that you can't keep any water in. Do, Do you have... Are you seeking, are you pursuing God? He is the only one that can provide for you satisfaction. Not only do you desire him, is my question, but do you seek after him? Of course, the scripture says that there is none who seeks after God. Everyone has turned aside. Everyone has gone to their own way. The book of Romans and the book of Psalms tells us. If you're here today and you have any desire to seek God, it's because God in his love and grace and mercy has given you a desire to seek him. Are you seeking God this week? Or are you satisfied with just the things that are going on day to day in your life? Are you satisfied with just puddles of happiness when oceans of joy and blessing await you? Are you seeking God? I'm tired of of being the type of Christian. I'll tell you, uh, I was telling some men earlier this morning, if this sermon falls flat, like completely flat, then they can be assured of one thing. This week, God has taken me to task. I've often said, God, I'm not seeking you like I ought to. God stopped me this week because I studied. He said, no, 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 Josh, Josh, you're saying like I ought to because you want to feel better about yourself. You're not seeking me. Are you seeking God? Are you pursuing him? Does that, is that what you wake up for? Do you wake up to speak to Jesus? Do you go to bed meditating on his word? Is he life and joy and happiness and everything to you? Or are you seeking yourself? We see first here today, I, I want to plead with you to pursue God. You will not find joy in anything that this life has to offer You can only find it in God. You were made to seek after and to pursue him. But not only do I want to plead with you, I want to show you you a template, a a pattern of pursuit. A pattern of pursuit. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 15 and verse 12. 2 Chronicles chapter 15 and verse 12. The Bible tells us that when we pursue God, we are to do it with passion. As Christians, we have been lured into a false false narrative that our world is teaching us that there is no need for passion in this pursuit. You have plenty of time in this life to do whatever you want to do. But the Scripture teaches us that those who come to Jesus are to be people who pursue him passionately. Do you have passion when you come to Jesus, or is he just kind of your fallback? Is he kind of your second plan, plan B? Or is Jesus plan A? Is he the only plan you have? Church, 
I want you to pursue him, and I want you to pursue God passionately with everything you have. In 2 Chronicles chapter 15, in verses 12 through 13, I read this of God's people. They entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, the God of their fathers, with all their heart and with all their soul. With all of their heart and with all of their soul. Now, you take those, those qualifications, do you meet those? Do you seek God with all your heart and with all your soul? In Psalm 36, in verses 1 through 4, the Bible teaches us, O God, David says, you are my God, earnestly I seek you. Here's how a lot of times our quiet times go. You have a, you have a short uh, uh, amount of time in a day. I know you're all busy. You got practices, you got work, and you got to uh, eat, and you got to fit sleep in there somewhere. You got chores at the house. But a lot of times we come to our quiet time, and we sit down to have quiet time, and we say, God, you have five minutes. Five minutes. God, I will give you my Sunday morning. I'll give you my Sunday night. I'll give you my Wednesday night. And, uh, and I probably will do it while complaining, too. So just so you're at it, don't get your expectations too high, God. I'm going to do a little complaining in the midst of all of it. And we're saying, God, you have this amount of time to speak to me. Well, God doesn't work on that schedule. He's commanded you to pursue him with all that you have, not the five minutes that you so generously extended to the God of the universe. As David said, earnestly, I seek you. Are you passionately? I mean, with all you have, are you seeking him daily? The pattern of pursuit in the scripture is one of passion. Psalm 119, verses 2 through 5, David says again, Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. Verse 4, you have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Are you seeking after God passionately? We, should, we have a pattern of pursuit to, to pursue him passionately, but also to pursue him obediently. A lot of you may say, how do I, Josh, how do I seek God? How do I pursue him? And really, it's kind of a silly question, because if you said to me, Josh, I'm hungry, what, would I, uh, what do I do about that? How do I not be hungry? I don't have to tell you how to not be hungry. You go down here and you, you, uh, you wait in whatever line, however long you're going to wait in the next, however long it's going to be till you have lunch, and, uh, and you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna eat today. Most of you, I guarantee you, probably most of you, that's a priority to us. We're going to eat. I don't have to tell you how to satisfy that urge. If you're thirsty, you go get a drink of water. You know how to seek out those things. But when it comes to Scripture, when it comes to God, we tend to ignore how to do it because it's not easy. We're to not only pursue him passionately, but we're to pursue him with obedience. How do you pursue God? You act like him. You go to his word, you read it, you study it, you love it, and you try to, you try to be what he has told you to be. He's prepared you for good works. You seek him in obedience. Psalm 24, verses 3 through 6, the psalmist says this, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He who has, what, clean hands, a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God of his salvation. Such 
is the generation of those who seek him. If you want to be someone who seeks God, be obedient to him. Jesus tells his followers, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I'm telling you to do? If you love me, you keep my commandments. If you want to seek after God, do it through obedience. Be obedient. What about pursuing him in his word? What does David say about that? He says, Lord, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How can you want to seek God if you don't spend time in his word? How can you seek God if you limit him to just whatever few minutes you've so generously given to the God of the universe who saved your life? We're to pursue him through obedience. We're to pursue him in his word. We're to pursue him through prayer. Are you seeking God through prayer? God, I want more of you. God, I, I want to see you. I, 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 want to be, I want to be more like you. I want your presence in my life. Don't forget what the author of 2 Chronicles said in chapter 7 and verse 14. He says, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. How many of you could agree that our land needs to be healed? We live in a time, uh, just like uh, all of time, that does not respect or love God. And yet here we've been placed at just such a time, you ought to be seeking God in prayer. You ought to be praying that God would use you in a mighty way. We're to seek him not only in prayer, but we're to seek him with persistence. Not giving up, constantly going, constantly serving him, waiting upon him. Don't let anything get in your way. I know we are way short on time, so let's move to our third point. Not only did I want to plead with you today to pursue God and give you a pattern of pursuit, which is to be it passionately, to do it obediently, to do it through prayer and in his word, and to do it persistently, that is to not, not give up, to keep going. But I want to tell you of the promise of the pursuit. Everything in this life, everything in this life will let you down, but there's a promise that God gives to those who pursue him, a promise that he will be faithful to, that he will, uh, uh, that he will come bring about to pass. If you pursue him, the promise is that you will find him. That's how I know we're not pursuing him. Because so many of us live a life that displays that we've not been in the presence of the God of the universe. But if you are pursuing him, you will find him. Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 14 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. There's so many people in here today, me this past week, God, why are we not seeing a movement? Why well, I want to see a movement from you. I want to see your, I want your Holy Spirit to come here and move among us and break addictions in the church and change people's hearts and get their hearts and their eyes set upon you. Why is that not happening? Because the church has stopped seeking God. You got everything you need. God, we don't need you until we have nothing left. Uh, I've heard people say, uh, I, my situation's so bad, I've had to resort, resort to praying. And I heard a good friend of mine say, has it come to that? Has it come to that? 
Are you people who pursue God? If you pursue him, you will find him. If we pursue him, church, we will find him. Don't you know this world needs First Baptist Church, West Memphis, to pursue him? Church, don't you know that? This whole world is waiting to see authentic, genuine, powerful Christianity while all of Americans' Christians seem to be just passively sitting down, being thankful for what, little, for what we have, and just living our lives without the help of the Holy Spirit, it seems, without the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you pursuing him? The Bible says that he who seeks finds. You'll be closer to him. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. If you're, if, you're, if you're sad because you feel like God hasn't spoken to you in a while, have you spent time with him? Have you spent time in his word and praying to him? I've got a, a few scriptures I just want you to write down for sake of time. Levin, Lamentations 3.25, the Lord's good to those who wait on him. Matthew 6.33, he'll provide for us. Psalm 34, 8-10, if you search for him, you will have no lack there's a promise of pursuit. If you pursue him with your whole heart, you will find him. And if you're satisfied with what you got right now, you're not going to have any more of him. Pursue him, church. Lastly, I want you to see there's a period to this pursuit. You don't have all your life to pursue him. All the life you think you have ahead of you, you don't have that to pursue him. What you have is now. And God, I don't have much, but I got now, and I give you my now. I give you what I have now. I want my heart right now to be focused on you. I want my heart to be seeking you. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, verses 6 through 7, Seek the Lord while he may be found. While he may be found. Are you seeking him? There may come a day. There may come a day. I hate to imagine. There may come a day where you decide all of a sudden, I want to get the things of God. Maybe not God himself, but I want to pursue him. And that day will have come to an end. Seek the Lord, the Bible says, while he may be found. If God's touching your heart today and he's convicting you to seek after him, to pursue him, if you're a Christian today and you've stopped pursuing him and God is working on your heart right now, be obedient to that. Seek him. Repent of not, having, uh, uh, of not being someone who seeks him. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you're feeling in your heart a conviction to come and speak to me or to someone else so that you can give your life to Jesus, answer that today because you're not promised tomorrow. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Hebrews chapter 3 in verses 7 and 8, it says, do not, uh, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness. The Bible says in Hebrews, it's given to man once to die and then the judgment. So my question to you is, are you seeking God? Not just do you desire him, but what are you doing day to day, moment to moment, to search for him? I echo with John Bunyan and his book. I echo that verse, but it changes just a little bit. And I saw in my dream that the church began to run. Salvation is ours. We're to be running to the finish line.
We're to be seeking him and pursuing him with everything we have. No, no things holding us back, throwing aside every sin and every weight that so easily ensnares us. We're to be seeking after him, running after him with all we have. We seek after him because he's the one who sought after us. He's the one who left the 99 sheep and came to find the one. He's the one who came to seek and to save the lost. Can I encourage you, church, to seek the one who sought after you when you had no idea, when you had no idea that you were dead and your trespasses and sins, he came after you. When you were an enemy of the cross, he sought after you. When you were so focused on the pleasures of this world he was the one who was pursuing you and seeking you and even right now as you sit in the pew and you say he's not talking to me it's God who's seeking you pursuing you can I encourage you church can I encourage us to be a church that seeks perhaps God spoken to your heart today we're about to have a time of invitation however God has spoken to you I'll be up here at front ready to just pray with you and talk with you admitting myself that I've not I've not sought after the Lord and I know I know that I'm not the only one in this room I want us to be a church that seeks maybe you're here today it's your first time you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior you come speak to me or another counselor and let us teach you what it means to seek after the Lord whatever decision you need to make today I pray that you'll be faithful to do so. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thanks for joining us for this episode of First Importance. You're invited to check out our other sermons on this channel. And if you're in the West Memphis area, to join us for our Sunday worship at 1045 a.m.